0: Hello, hi, Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing through the season of Advent with various readings from Scripture that help to prepare us for receiving the Lord. And today we are continuing with the Luke narrative. Yesterday we saw Mary receiving the message from the angel. And today we're going to see more of Mary's response uh, to the message of the angel. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 and following, where we read this. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months. And then went back to her home, her own home. And this is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: Well, uh, it's this is often called the Magnificat, the idea that God is uh, Mary is magnifying God, her Savior. Uh, it's actually a song. Uh, the The fact that it's a song might not be clear from the way the um, uh, the New Living Translation kind of parses out the the text. Uh, one thing right away, and this is something new that I came across as I was looking at some of the background of this passage. This idea of um, uh, the baby John, uh, John, who would be John the Baptist, this baby leaping in Elizabeth's womb. This idea of uh, was very uncommon in ancient literature. It was, it was, it was less uncommon in in Jewish literature, where it was often a positive thing, as it is here. But in pagan literature, it was very uncommon and almost always. A, an ill omen. It was a sign of the presence of evil spirits, and uh, rather than that, in this case, it's a, a sign of the Holy Spirit being present uh, in Elizabeth and and the and the baby John being uh, at least the very least sensitive to uh, the presence of the Spirit. Uh, and the song that that Mary uh, sings, uh, it's uh, st- many people have noticed that it strongly resembles uh, Hannah's song in First uh, Samuel chapter two. Hannah was a Uh, Like Elizabeth was a woman who had been barren and was getting on in years, and and God blessed her with this child as a result of her prayers, and this child would become Samuel uh, the prophet. Uh, But one really big difference, if you go back in 1 Samuel 2 and read Hannah's song and read Mary's song, one big difference between the two, there are a lot of similarities, but one big difference is that Mary's song has none of the military imagery. There is none of this idea of this kind of victory over enemies. And I think that difference is is really stark, and I think that difference is important. And I think of it as uh, perhaps even the first clue that the Messiah was going to be very different than the people expected. Uh, Jesus was, we'll see later on, they call it the messianic secret sometimes. Jesus was very reluctant to connect himself with the messianic imagery that many people had in the culture, especially at this time, because they were all looking for a military Messiah who would come in like a King David with armies and and conquer their enemies and and, and all of that. And Jesus's mission was so different than the image that they had in mind. And one of the first clues we get uh, uh, to that in the gospels is right here in Mary's song, that all that kind of military imagery is lacking, that this Messiah is going to be different than people expect in some ways that are going to get the Messiah in trouble because, you know, people don't like to have their expectations uh, to be let down from their expectations. Any case, Dave, I'm wondering what you think of today's passage and and Mary's song and Mary's response uh, to the message of uh, not only the angel, but the the message of uh, Elizabeth here and and the baby John.
1: Um, So I'm having a uh, sort of a a, a thought that's going to feel really off topic that I actually think may connect with this, but I, I'm hopefully going to make the connection as I as I try to name it. Um, Something, as you were reading, that I noticed in this uh that I just have never noticed before um, is in verse 51, you read, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. And <clears throat> I don't know why, but there's just, for no reason, I just never really thought that applied to anything in particular, uh, right? It's just a, in general, God did this at some point, I guess. Um, I don't know exactly what Mary had in mind, and but you know, just He did all these things that were nice things. Um, but I, it, it, I happened to read recently, um, you know, reading in Genesis, and this phrase sounds very similar to what God did in Genesis 11, um, the Tower of Babel, right? Mm-hmm. You've got these people aside, they and what their their desire? I'm going to make a great. We're going to make a, a great name for ourselves, or they said that the other threat, if they don't do that, is they're going to be end up being scattered over the whole face of the earth, and uh, and at that point God intervenes and confuses their languages and scatters them over the entire face of the earth. Um, and and I, you know, I wonder if that's actually what Mary has in mind. You kind of think, well, who cares? Let me tell you why I think this is interesting. Uh, verse fifty-five, then, where He made this promise to our ancestors, to Abram and Abram and his children forever. Uh, so Genesis 11 is when the people try to make a great name, right? And, and so they can then, you know, really become like get reach the heavens essentially. And, uh, and what is that? But is this longing to connect with God, but almost to get up to God's level. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was this spirit of pride and, uh, and those people were scattered. But the very next chapter, right? Genesis 12 is when uh, Abram gets called out of Ur and eventually, God is going to make a promise to Abram, and that promise is going to be, "I'm going to give you a great name," the exact thing that the people in, in uh, Babel wanted. I'm going to give that to you, and your your descendants are going to be as numerous as the sand on the seashore, the stars in the sky, right? And they're going to, uh, you know, uh, cover the whole earth. And so, the very thing that the the people in Babel wanted, God was going to give Abraham. And so, then what's the difference? Why not just save a step? Right? You've already got a group of people who want it. Just like, good, all right, let's work with this. Um, but it's because of this. And I think this is the point that that uh, that I was taking from the, the part in, in uh, Babel. The people in Babel were trying to have unity. And we often, in our church, we talk about, hey, we really want unity. But they were having unity around the wrong thing. They are having unity around their own pride and self-exaltation. And, and so I actually think that sometimes in churches we make too big a deal about unity. Where that's a value, a super high value, right? If you've read John 17 or, you know, Jesus' high priestly prayer, you know, this is a big deal. Uh, Jesus really cares about unity, right? That you hear this over and over again in, in uh, the New Testament. And yet, it's not the highest value. It's unity around the right thing is really the key. And what's the right thing? It's going to end up being Jesus, right? And instead of we're in Babel people are trying to get to God, in Jesus, God has come down to us. And And that we end up, Jesus becomes the basis of our unity. And of course, then what happens in Acts chapter two, it's the reversal of Babel, right? Where everybody's tongues all get confused and nobody can talk to each other and and human progress in a sense is thwarted. Well, now by the Holy Spirit, suddenly people are miraculously able to understand each other's speech and and now can work together again because they're united around Jesus. And and so I I think that... um, there's this way that Mary is acknowledging that there is a a kind of greatness that humans have in mind and aspire to. And often I think even those of us who are believers today, we can get tempted to, hey, we're going to do something great, right? Our church is going to be successful or our, you know, political ambitions are going to be successful. We're going to do, and we're somehow going to arrogate enough power that we can do great and godly things. Um, And and I wonder if sometimes we're really missing that invitation from God to, hey, like, Abram, you're going to trust, you know, just, you know, God called him and Abraham what? Not knowing where he was going. Uh, and there's a way that as we lose control and we replace that with a real faith in God, that then God is able to actually help us achieve the things that when we try to achieve them on our own, even though they may seem virtuous, that way of doing it is wrong, and and I think that Mary is sort of the, she has no pretense that I she could do any of this on her own, right, and and that's part of the glory. She's realizing this promise made to Abram, it's it's happening, right? That we are now in fact having this kind of <laughs> becoming on God's own level because God's coming down to us, and and that God is now going to give this kind of new basis for for us having a, a A kind of unity that can go break beyond simply the ethnic nation of Israel, uh, but can in fact, is going to, as the promise was to Abram, incorporate the whole world. Anyway, it's a little bit theoretical. It's just interesting to me, um, just the way that the Bible all connects. Anyway, I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all, but I I just find (laughs) it an interesting thing.
0: Well, no, I I know we've we've both been through uh, Old Testament courses where we're supposed to study the first five books of the Bible, and we end up spending like two thirds of the class just in the first fifteen chapters of Genesis.
1: Because there's too uh, much in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there really is. Yeah, there. It, it, in as much as uh, Mary's song is all about these kind of divine reversals, I I think that certainly fits the pattern that there's this ancient curse and this promise that gets reversed and is you know, being undone with the coming of, of Jesus. So, yeah, I think it's—I think it fits in many ways beautifully together. I don't think it's the only meaning that's there, but I think certainly that that has to be uh, a connection because it's a pattern that starts right from the very beginning.
1: As I think about what do we do with that devotionally, uh, you know, how am I going to receive that today? Uh, I think a piece of it is to, this recognition that uh, I oftentimes aspire to these good things, but when, if I try to do it apart from God, I, I may end up accomplishing in the world's eyes a good thing, and yet it'll end up not being a good thing. And I can't remember this. Lewis or, or uh, Tozer, one of them wrote about how there are a whole bunch of things that if you aim at them, you'll never get them, right? So if you aim at happiness, uh, you'll you'll never get it. What you need to aim at is um, sacrificial love, and along with it, you'll get happiness. And if you aim at success, you'll never get it. Uh, but if you aim at faithfulness, then in fact you will get in god's eyes success uh and and i think that that's the the um the juxtaposition here is that the the ones who tried to make themselves great became nothing but mary who made herself nothing right god then makes her great same thing Mm -hmm. with abram and and i think that i think that then devotional thing for me is yeah there's all these things i want to do and i'm Got enough resources and enough connections and enough gifts, uh, you know, that, that maybe I can use my power to make them happen. And as soon as I do that, I start to get in trouble. Uh, if I'm getting out ahead of my conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit, uh, on on His timing, on His power, uh, that's that actually is where I'm going to be able to do things that, whether or not they're perceived as great in the world's eyes. They will be great in, in, in reality, which is to say in God's eyes.
0: And it's like Jesus said, seek first God's kingdom and then all these other things will be added. It's not okay. that those things are, aren't there. It's it's first put, put God's kingdom first and then That's these right. other
1: things. That's
0: right. Well, Dave, would you uh, pray for us to have this perspective?
1: Yes. Lord, you put these kingdom longings in our heart and yet so often in our impatience in our self-centeredness we we distort those those gifts you want to give us god above all today and every day we want to consciously depend on your holy spirit you tell us that apart from you we can do nothing and no good thing are we going to be able to do without your power, your direction, and doing it in your way at your time. God, I pray that we would have the, the the gentle patience of Mary, and that as we put ourselves under your righteous right hand, that you would lift us up in due time in whatever way you want to. God, we belong to you, and we want the glory to be yours, not ours. God, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us again for yet another day as we count down towards Christmas. Uh, hope you're able to join us again tomorrow. Go in peace.